Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to another episode of Sunday League Pundits presented by Uber One. Uber One is a membership that allows you to save across Uber Eats, Uber Rides, and everything in between. Unlimited $0 delivery fee. 5% off eats and 5% off rides. Join Uber One today and get your first month free. Visit uber.com slash uber1 for details. That's the word one, O-N-E. And welcome back, friends, to another episode of Sunday League Pundits presented by Uber One. Uh, yeah, World Cup is speeding up here. I'm here with my buddy Brett. World Cup! Sunday League Pundits. It's just two of us. No Liam, none of the other lads. Uh, yeah. Lucas and Greg and Matt. It's okay. Life happens. We try to record this. We are recording this the day before the quarterfinals. We're already at the quarterfinals. It's been kind of weird with having no football for two days. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, right? Except we're going to ignore that Man United result. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. As you put in the group chat, thank God Garnacho's playing. We go down 2-0 yeah. and then we tie it up. Yeah. And then, I heard Martial played well. Yeah, he penanked in a pen. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, in this podcast, we're going to go over our predictions for the quarterfinals, just going over some of the uh, uh, round of 16 results, and we'll also be doing Pundits Predict, uh, powered by Coolbat later, and I also want to get into John Gadetti, the story of John Gadetti. <laughs> yeah, I don't it, know much about this. this. There you go. We'll also talk about the, um, what else, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to give him some positive light, because... Too much negative press around this guy. I'm saying that's growth. That's growth, growth Wazzy. <laughs> and if, if you're tuning, first tuning into this podcast, I've been very anti-Ronaldo since September, probably. Yeah. So since uh, since the new season started, so I'm uh, I'm interested. I have some comments about him. So let's get into right now. I would say, hmm, let's talk about the round of sixteen real quick. Sure. Let's not get too crazy into depth, mm-hmm. but the round of sixteen kicked off. Here, let me check. Uh, was it last Friday? Saturday. Saturday, yeah, I believe. There was a 3-1 res- Netherlands advance, 3-1 over the USA. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Uh, hold, you on, know, hold on. Did we already talk about the round 16? Maybe we did. No. No, we didn't. No, 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 we no, didn't. no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much this World Cup has been going yes, on, too. You're like, yes. what have we talked about, too? Um, and you know what? I, I think the States got the short end of the stick, but... They were playing uh, a full team, an experienced team, and mm-hmm. uh, Depay. You you talked about Depay too in his comments, yes. but uh, you know what? I think Depay played well. I think he was the better. I think it was the Netherlands' best game, but now they're going up against Argentina in the the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be their biggest uh, uh, threat so far. No, hundred percent. Um, Depay, Blin, Dumfries. Blind, I forgot. Yeah, that was, it was a good Denzel, goal. That's the thing. Denzel Dumfries. What was it? A goal, two assists? I think so, yeah. Oh, my he goodness. He was class. Yeah, I just... I think looking back at the game, it felt like the, U, the U.S. outclassed or no? Uh, what were they outclassed? No. I, uh, it's, it feels like so much has happened, right? It's, yeah. Um, no, I would I, I, I just think they were beat by the better team. Yeah. But uh, I also think that Burhalter and Burhalter had a master class against the England side. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, oh, okay, maybe Burhalter yeah. isn't as bad. I don't want to shit on the States too much. We, no. do have, we actually do have a lot of American listeners. I love <laughs> looking at our stats. So shout out America. Yeah. <laughs> so I think all of our list, most of our listeners come from America. Yeah. So. But no, yeah, I just think, I think Burhalter got beaten that one. Mm-hmm. Burhalter had a master class, or I think England played into Burhalter's game in their game, but then Netherlands just took out Burhalter's game. Yes. 
Um, and they didn't have anyone to score either. They, the Pepe, Ferreira looked yeah. awful. I didn't. I think I caught the end tail end of that game. So uh, the next one was Argentina Australia. Argentina edging out Australia two one. It was just, wow. So close. Yes. Very so at, at close. the end. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember what that lad's name is for uh, um, uh, Australia, but mm-hmm. he got a move to the Premier League this year, and he got the chat. Luol, I believe yes. his name is. Yeah, he uh, he he just if he would have got a little bit more on it, I think there would have been the chance. Oh, could you imagine the story? I was standing on this t- uh, sofa when it was happening because we were live mm-hmm. on Twitch uh, Twitch TV slash Ninetieth Minute Official. But yeah, no, I was. I wanted that to go in so bad, but Australia played a good game. You know mm-hmm. what? They 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 minimized as much as yeah. they could for Argentina, and you know what? Props to them. I think that I think they were probably the second story of the 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 tournament so far. Oh, definitely. Uh, Messi scored a nice goal. I thought. Um, I, I a lot of people kind of curious. Oh, he only scored against Australia. Yeah. Well, they, I thought it was kind of fantastic how there was like about three defenders trying to block his shot, like trying to get in front of Messi, and he still found a way to just curl it in and just a nice clean finish. That's what Messi does. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> and you can only beat what's in front of you, right? Yeah, and uh, I've really liked the way Argentina's played in this tournament. I know it hasn't been perfect, but I think the way they're able to control possession and dominate a team is uh, it's second to none. Um, uh, of course, Australia's got one goal, Fernandez. Um, yeah, Aussie's great tournament, great story. The you know Australians were in love with their country at this World Cup. Um, I think that says a lot about the World Cup. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of people think to have a successful World Cup for your country that you have to go to the semifinals, the quarterfinals. You have to win it. If you don't win the World Cup, it's a failure. Yeah, you look at a country like Australia; they're celebrating the streets just by going to the round of sixteen. Like that's all. Like sometimes this, the the smallest results. Are massive. They're impactful. Um, another Morocco is another example oh, here. Yeah. Going to the quarterfinals, we'll get to them. Like, I, I know people are like, they'll say, "Oh, why, why are you happy if your country gets one win at the World Cup?" It's the World Cup. It's it happens every four years, especially for the smaller countries. It's just it's a memory that lasts last a lifetime. Well, think about us when Canada even scored a goal. Yeah, just scored a goal. Yeah. And it, no, a hundred percent. It's it's about progress, and you realize you're not always going to beat these teams. It's just a matter of getting the result, yes. getting a result, not necessarily or the progress. Excuse yeah. me. It's not necessarily about the result, but yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Moving on to the Sunday match, we had France Poland. Yeah, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm not surprised we lost three one. I I the, the first half in that Poland France gave gave me a little bit of hope. Uh, we played well. I thought I thought we attacked France well. We created a few more chances than we did ever against Argentina and even Mexico. So I like the way we did well in that first 45 minutes, even though we conceded. It was, uh, let me see here, um, who scored the first goal in that game? That was uh, Giroud. Yeah. Good finish, I think. Broke the record, yeah, too. So I wasn't surprised. Like, it was a shame. Um, And then France just, Mbappe really turned on the Jets in that second half. Matty Cash tried his best. I thought he did have a good game, but just you can't. It's tough to have. It's fucking Mbappe. Yeah. And then and then as soon as Mbappe scored that first goal, I'm like, yeah, this guy just sent us to the shadow round. <laughs> those goals were insane, though. Like yeah, those yeah. are world class goals. That's the thing. And um, if you were watching our stream Twitch.tv slash ninth official, as soon as those goal- goals went in, my face was just blank. Yeah. I'm like, of course, it was bound to happen. <laughs> it just had to happen. It was, and I can respect those goals too. It was. Yeah. It was fantastic, um, of course. And then Lewandowski scores. God, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. That, he <laughs> he misses the penalty, and it's like, you got to be funny. He just gets worse. And then he, they have to retake it. He scores. And it's kind of like, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I should be happy if I'm sad. And it's like, I'm happy for Leva because it's his last World Cup. But at the same time, I, I, I don't know. It's It's hard. Uh, interesting enough, we have the highlights here from TSN uh, about the uh, quarterfinals featuring um, uh, Lewandowski uh, scores that 90 minute penalty. England yeah. wrecked the Senegal, wrecked Senegal yeah. 3-0, which is a shame because Senegal are great supporters. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's going to be missing an, uh, an aspect of this World Cup now. But England's looking good. They are. They, they're starting to really gel. I know, like, in those, even like, in Iran, they, like, 6-2, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, sure, the game against the States wasn't ideal, but after that States game, they've been cruising. But the thing is, they're going up against France in the quarterfinals. I think this is their real first true test. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Euro 2020, uh, they didn't have the sharpest of opponents, like maybe the Danes. So I'm interested to see how France, England, France can be a good game, I think. Yeah, no, yeah. 100%. There's a, it's a rivalry, yeah. too. I think there's a lot a lot to play for in this, obviously, with it being in the quarterfinals, but a lot yeah. of bragging rights, too. A lot of players who know yeah. each other, too. So, uh, th- yeah, 3-0. It was just, it was great. To, I, I was watching that game, like, Jude Bellingham. Oh, how is this man 19? How is he 19? Isn't he class? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm so excited to see what I'm, this could is, do. Is it bold to call him the English Zidane? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, clearly, I haven't watched enough Zidane highlights. <laughs> right? I, uh, but no, he's. I'm, I don't know what his price tag is going to be. Aren't you kind of scared about yeah. that, that yeah. price tag could be? My buddy texted me uh, uh, the other day. Actually, during that game, and he goes, uh, United need to throw all the money at Jude. Bruno, Casemiro, Jude, Rashford, Gakpo, Sancho. Yeah. Like, eh, whoever whoever's going to get him in Liverpool. I know Man United is not out of the race, yeah. but let's be real. It's going to be either Liverpool or Real Madrid. Yeah. So. Um, for a lot of money. Yeah, that, and, the, yeah, and the goal scores, Henderson, it was good to see Kane got a goal. That was He he needed that goal, I think. Saka. Did you see the celebration with Henderson and Jude? I think so, yeah. They just go head to head, and Jude's like, <laughs> I was listening to him talk about it, and he goes, I felt him starting to go do it, and I was just like, uh, I've got to commit if I want to do it. And then all of a sudden, he hammered into my head. I, I do like a lot of the English players who are kind of protecting uh, Jude Bellingham yeah. when it comes to the transfer rumors because yeah. they keep getting brought up. Oh, he, there was that one p- uh, person in Qatar like, oh, Jude, come to Real Madrid. Yeah. And you'll win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Henderson's like, bro, no, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, did say, Jude, or uh, Jordan did say he's coming to Liverpool. Yeah. Kind of like jokingly. Yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah. they're trying to influence him, but at the same time, it was, I just kind of like, like they're trying to protect him because they know he's so young. Mm-hmm. Like, Bro, just let him be. He's at the World Cup. Yeah. Enough of these rumors. Like. 100%. 100%. No, and I think next, don't we have the Croatia-Morocco match? Was that the next one? Yes. The next day after that, we have um, on Tuesday. Oh, no. Actually, we skipped over. Uh, oh, did we? Japan-Croatia. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to forget happened. about that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fantastic match. Um. Yeah, Croatia-Japan go to pens. I woke up to watch the penalties. Uh, great game. That was the thing. Like it was, it was nil nil. Yeah, it went into pens. But even at nil nil, mm-hmm. it was a very exciting match. I thought yeah. uh, maybe the 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 chances were a little sparse. But when you did, oh no, no, it wasn't. Dyson Maeda scored. It was one one. Yes, it yes, was one yes. one. Yes, excuse me. It was one one. And uh, Dyson Maeda, I love watching Dyson Maeda because he just goes dart, 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 dart mm. around. The kids always the kid. The guys always run. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it that was another fantastic match, too. I mean, Dyson Maeda, if I take a look here, um, what, he gets subbed on. No, he's he started. A, oh, my bad. My, oh, okay. Yeah, he plays for Celtic. He's 25. Liam loves him. Um, good to see Nagatomo playing for Japan still. I totally forgot that guy was a footballer. <laughs> he's 36, plays for FC Tokyo. Um, yeah, no, credit to Japan for having a good term as well, getting to the round of 16. Oh, it would have been nice to see in the quarterfinals. I know, it just, yeah. It, this is good for Japanese football, though. Um, good 8.6 match yeah. rating for uh, on one football. I think a lot of love here has to go to uh, Croatia's keeper, though. Fantastic, just being able to stop all those pens. Yeah, <laughs> the Croatia's keeper? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Caroline said it on, on kickback presented by Uber One. She goes... Uh, she has seen some of the worst, and I, I I agree, some of the worst pens in a very long time. Like, they have been very bad pens. In this World Cup or in that Japan? In game? this World Cup. Yeah, honestly. Lewandowski, Messi, yeah. like, uh, your pens have been weird. And then uh, well, also in the Morocco game, but Spain. Oh, my God. Luis Enrique said they practiced a thousand yes. pens, and yes. they looked awful. Yes. 
a thousand pens, and they didn't score a single one. No, against Morocco. And <laughs> somebody goes, did they uh, practice them with a goalie in the net? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Brazil also. Oh, so shout out to uh, Croatia for moving on. Uh, yeah. Not surprising. Uh, for Lucas here on Sunday League Pundits presented by Urban <laughs> did have Croatia go to the final, but oops. Uh, Brazil defeats South Korea 4-1, and that, that game was done pretty quickly, unfortunately. Oh South Korea, yeah, I, I put out that tweet, yeah, cheers, Brazil, son's crying at halftime. Because <laughs> the guy's always crying, but... Because well, I, 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 I remember, uh, that's why I thought it was a nil-nil one, but... I, but um, because that was the the noon game. Yeah. I don't know what it's been about those noon games, but holy were they sleepers. Like, yes, yeah. you got those. I mean, the game was done by the 36th minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we started having a rave <laughs> on stream because there was just nothing else going on. We celebrated South Korea's goal like it was uh, the game winner because there was something that actually happened. Well, when Brazil's winning... It's a party. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a vibe. You're seeing the players dancing. And screw Roy Keane for calling it disrespectful. Anyone who's saying that the Brazilian dancing is disrespectful? No. Brazil is trying. They're not trying to disrespect South Korea. It's just a part of their culture, their footballing culture, their heritage, the dancing. It's, you know. Um, it's a celebration of the game, too. That's a perfect way to put it. It's a celebration of the game, especially in Brazil. And we got a comment here recently on YouTube. I saw it was a great comment. I'm going to pull up here about Brazil's dancing. Uh, give me a moment. Dun, dun, dun. And there's also the pigeon. He's a pigeon. <laughs> so Sasha comments, you guys don't understand. I'm Brazilian and can explain what that means. For our culture, that was only a simple celebration. It's the way we do celebrate. That's it. Nothing less, nothing more. I'm pretty sure none of those players had in mind any or even the smallest intention of disrespecting South Korea. Like you said, it's a simple celebration. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ronaldinho was doing it when he was playing, you know, R9. I'm, I'm maybe that's, I don't know. Well, it's not like they were running around, like throwing their shirts around, going, yeah, ah, yeah. we won that cup. Brazilians are known for dancing the samba, you know? Yeah, it's not like they went to the goalkeeper, like, fuck you, you motherfucker. You know, what like, would have been respectful is if Brazil gave the penalty to the keeper, you know? That's, yeah. that's disrespectful. Yeah. Neymar took a great penalty. Um, and also, like, I loved the manager getting into the yes, celebration. Yes. That was I don't, so I don't understand good. the pigeon celebration, but credit. <laughs> you know, we also have a Brazil flag here. So, vamos! Yeah, Joga Bonito! Yes! I love seeing Brazil vibe. In the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's good. We're here for it. Um, moving on to uh, Tuesday's match in Morocco, Spain. That's a penalty shootout, nil nil. Like we mentioned. Spain didn't score a single penalty. Yep. Bono scores. Bono? Bono. Bono. Yeah. From Montreal, Quebec, by the way. Yeah. Canadian. Uh, but they have, a, they have a few players who were, I think, Hakimi, born in Spain, Madrid. And mm. um, yeah, it was just, I'm, love, I'm loving Morocco. They haven't scored a lot, but they also haven't conceded. I think they've only scored four times in this tournament, but they've also conceded, what, once? Once to Canada. To Canada, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep ourselves somehow. Yeah, we're, we're still relevant, baby. Um, but I, I think the other thing, too, is like, that's a team who's obviously difficult to score against. Yeah. Not only did they prove that in their group, but now they've proved it against Spain. Yeah. Like, Spain. Now they're going up against Portugal, and you go, oh, my God, okay, yeah. shit. But still, you beat Spain, and you, you sit there and go, who can't we beat then? Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, Morocco, <laughs> that's going to be a very interesting match. Mor Morocco, oh. Portugal. Oh, yeah. I'm very interested because Morocco's been very defensive, while Portugal's been very uh, offensive heavy. They they love the attack. They're very, they've been aggressive. Um, but also, I just want to give oh, – dude. Um, Hakimi's celebration and the goal—it was cool. Yeah, I talked about it. I, I made a TikTok about it. I was saying, oh, just like how calm he was to score that goal, and people were like, "Well, he did the celebration for Sergio Ramos because Sergio Ramos didn't get called up, and it was kind of like, fuck you, Spain. You should have called up Ramos <laughs> because they, really? yeah, they did that celebration together at PSG. Oh. And this guy comment, he's like. You're such a casual. How do you not know that celebration was for Sergio Ramos? I'm, I don't know. I don't follow PSG closely. Oh I'm sorry. Oh, uh, God. Bro. Uh, 
Shut up. I, I've been more Canadian Premier League matches than I've watched League Unmatches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. Um, I'm supporting my local. Right? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, we don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was that. like, how am I a casual if I don't? Sorry, I, I like PSG. They're fun to watch. Yeah, sorry, I missed Hakimi and Sergio Ramos's goal yeah, celebration. But I, I love bad. that. Just the way he waddled, like, yo, if I scored that goal for my country, I'd be fucking flipping shit. Oh, my shirt would be off. Yeah. I would be running around. Yeah. The oh yeah, no, he he was so calm. He was so. Uh, I love Hakimi. Hakimi's yeah. world class, man. He's gonna be something special. And then to uh, Portugal six. Switzerland won. The whole the whole headline before this match was that oh Ronaldo's not starting, and I'm like okay that's smart. That's I don't think he's been the best in that eleven for Portugal. I think they do play better without him. That's not to insult Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe he is right now better off the bench. Maybe he's that type of player you bring on when you maybe need a goal or just need. It's it's fine. It, everyone was so shocked. Even Canadian media, TSN, they're like. I'm surprised they're not starting him. I'm like, well, if you've seen the way they've played with him in the lineup, it hasn't been the best. So, well, and that is the thing. Well, you, uh, somebody, I forget who it was. I, I saw it on TikTok, I believe. But as they mentioned, it was also the first game that Portugal played without two holding mitts. Yeah. So they had a very aggressive. Yes, that's what I saw. That's what I saw as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Portugal were able to be more aggressive because of these holding mids, which was awesome to see. Yeah, and it, it's just a totally different uh, style of play now for them. And maybe, and that's not a style of play that fits Cristiano Ronaldo. That's okay. That's yeah. not, that's, uh, that's how you manage a team by putting out the best players possible in the system. Now, if you're going to start playing a system that needs a, a, a bona fide target man that needs an aerial threat that can go out there. And yes, we haven't really seen Ronaldo beat defenders too often recently, but he can still, it's still fucking Ronaldo. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's always going to be blown out of proportion because it is Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. but I, I think if you put an ounce of of secondary thought into it and context clues into it, I think you're it's you're better off for it. We're trying to look for this thing I put up. There was something about Ronaldo and Ramos. It was Gonzalo Ramos. We need to talk mm. about him. Twenty one years old. First hat trick for Portugal. First hat trick for the World Cup. Man, he, the goals you score are fucking nice. Oh, that yeah. first goal, like near post, just and, and I feel bad for the casuals who are going to watch that game and 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 see Jan Summer just get absolutely torched in that yeah. match because Jan Summer is world class, but <laughs> he he looked pedestrian in that match. Even Rafael Leao's goal when that was going far post and he just stood there. You sat there and was like, honestly, you probably couldn't do anything about that. And it's 5-1 at that point, so what's the point? But no, Ramos was just... Uh, every time he touched the ball, it felt like something was going to happen. Yeah. And and I think that also feeds into it too. It's, like, it's not like Ronaldo was subbed in for some guy who who was who didn't deserve it. it. It was he was subbed in for a guy who is also world class. He's young. He's doing very well at Benfica right now, and we're going to see. I think him move for a good dollar. And this is what Otavio said about Ronaldo not starting. You know what the first thing Cristiano Ronaldo did when he found out he wasn't starting or he wouldn't start? He went to go speak to Gonzalo Ramos and the rest of the team to encourage them. He is our leader. Everything around Ronaldo is negative, according to the media. They create many fake stories. That's 100% happening right now. I made a TikTok just saying, this is getting overdone. Yep. The negative attention about Cristiano Ronaldo is getting so overblown because it's so easy to get clicks out of it. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, ESPN FC, Sport Bible, these are kind of some of the culprits I've found when I'm looking through social media. They're, they always try to, like, nitpick. Oh, my God. Gonzalo Ramos scored three goals in the knockout stage. Ronaldo's never done that. <laughs> wow. Who cares? Yeah. Feeding a narrative. Yeah, that's perfectly put. And for me, yeah, I've been negative about Ronaldo. Everybody knows this. But I've, I'm starting to also look at, like, okay, well, this is getting fucking tiring. Yep. I'm 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 actually kind of enjoying seeing Portugal progress, and all the headlines are about oh look look at Ronaldo's facial expression he's not happy being on the bench I'm like 
just photos of him smiling. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either. So many people are like, you look at him and he looks so angry. Every time they showed him on the broadcast, he was like smiling and stuff. Yeah, was- and they were like, and then that was the other thing too, is that I, it was an American media company. So I was like, oh, wow, shocker. But they were like, every time they uh, Portugal scored a goal, they showed Ronaldo on the bench. And I was like, well, they showed him like twice and both times he was smiling and laughing. So what are we talking about here? I do think Ronaldo needs to change his game a bit to be more effective yeah. at his age. I think a good example would be maybe Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Sure. Because he went back to AC Milan at 38 into his 40s, and he was still impactful. He was still scoring goals. He won a title with AC Milan. Yeah. So I think if Ronaldo maybe looks at Zlatan and sees, okay, how did he, how was he able to still be productive at his age? Because let's be honest, when you watch Ronaldo play, he's not as swift as he used to be. He's not as strong he doesn't have this he's not able to utilize the same skills so i think if he can just find a way to i don't just change his game a bit to be more impactful in different areas of the game and he can still finish his shooting's still incredible it's just he's not being able to be put in those positions to score anymore yeah he's not putting himself in those positions so it's how does ronaldo make himself more useful on the pitch and i think that's something he needs to reflect and maybe he is maybe he's trying to find a way because there is a reason why these european clubs aren't wanting him because they, they don't view him as an asset or you know, maybe it's like he wants to compete in the champions league but he's he's is he can he play for a champions league club right now with the way he plays i think the right one i think yeah. the, uh, the one that's yeah. going to have a system that he can thrive in and but then also so there's also the question which company or not which company <laughs> which club can really Give him the right, give him the wages that he demands. And yeah, demands. that and whether or not if A, the system is already there, or B, if he is a fit already. Yeah. And that's difficult in January, right? That, that you've already had half your season already. So you're sitting there going, well, do I, uh, am I willing to take the risk of going and, and changing the system for one of the goats in this sport has ever seen? Or does that put our, our, our club at a detriment? Yeah, no, 100%. What's next? Um, well, we can move into the uh, knockouts here. All right. We are heading into the quarters tomorrow. Tomorrow we have um, the Netherlands versus Argentina and Croatia versus Brazil. Oh, my God. These are mouth-watering matches. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Every match was fucking great in the World Cup quarterfinals. And, and uh, well, first of all, that's uh, a, a big, well, I have a couple of, of thoughts on it, but I'm sitting here and I mentioned before, Netherlands and Argentina, is that, first of all, it's going to be the Netherlands' biggest threat, like their biggest, di- di- most difficult match, excuse me. But on the flip side, is it also the most difficult team Argentina has played oh, 100%, at this point? I think you so. Think so. I think this is, you know, Netherlands, they've been playing well. I mean, they haven't played like, the most prettiest football, but this is also their biggest test. Um, Argentina, the same. I mean, Poland's not really a test. I'm sorry. Saudi Arabia just surprised everybody. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do much after that. Mexico didn't do anything to Argentina. So, yeah, I think especially with, it'll be interesting to see how Argentina takes on a Cody Hackbull, Hackbull, uh, how do you say his name? Fuck. <laughs> Ranky De Jong, you know, there's a lot of good players in that Dutch side uh, who can be, uh, Argentina could lose this game, but I don't think they will. You don't think so? No, I think they're going to dominate possession. Like I, I, I question on how will the Dutch respond to when Argentina has the ball heavily? Cause once Argentina has the ball, they don't seem like they want to lose possession or can yeah. lose possession. Yeah, and you saw that against uh, uh, for the, on the Netherlands side. You saw that against Senegal, yeah. where Senegal very like they really took advantage of having the ball, but they couldn't score. Yeah. But this this Argentina team can score. Hundred percent. So can it get ugly? Yeah, and the, everyone says, "Oh, if you can just like you know lock down Messi, you're okay." I'm like, locking that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I'll go Argentina. I just think they've been so good on the ball. But um, the Netherlands, I think if they want to be Argentina, they have to be able to press very quickly. And once they get that ball, they need to make very quick movements, break that line, and score. It's the only way you're going to be Argentina, honestly. Yeah. Because 
I don't know, the way Argentina is able to just hold possession and make it look pretty fun to watch. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, I think that in, in the other one, too. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I think Croatia is going to get battered here. By Brazil? Oh, I think it's going to be ugly. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because Croatia have had some interesting results in this World Cup besides the Canada results. I mean, what, they drew nil-nil against Morocco in the opening match. Yep. They drew nil-nil against Belgium, who have not been a good tournament. Yep. Um, then, what, they go to penalties against who they go, uh, who, Japan. Yep. 1-1. One, one. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how, because Brazil's looking fucking good. Oh my god, no, really? <laughs> I, I, I really hope this is a game where Anthony can really just kind of have that game. Yeah. Where he kind of shows who, what his quality in this world can be. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I hope so too. I hope, I, I and I think Anthony has looked better yeah. than people give him credit for, but... No, I think Anthony's been good. It's just the rest of the Brazil squad is kind of yeah taking more of the attention. Yeah, no, for so. sure. I uh, the reason why I think this is going to be bad for Croatia is that their best defender has been Vardiol. Hundred percent, yeah. And after that has been a massive drop off. Mm. They're all slow and older. Yeah. And you saw hell if they go to added time. Will Modric and Perisic and Kovacic, all yeah. guys who got taken off in the game, be there later on in the game? Because yeah. that's telling me that they might not be fit. Yeah. And they're older, and you're going up against a Jogobani. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The football that has been fantastic, that has been quick, mm -hmm. that has been very pointed and poignant yeah. as well. I think, I think it just keeps getting better through, as the tournament goes. A hundred percent. And and we I talked mean, about... Yeah, they lost to who in the group stage? Uh, Brazil. They lost to... Uh, it was their first ever... Cameroon? Yeah, their first ever loss to an African uh, team at the World Cup. I don't think that was really like a shocker. Oh, it kind of was, yes, but yeah. like not the same time. It's like Bra Brazil was on to the next round. They're like... We can take things a little easy and kind of recoup, recoup energy. Yeah. No, 100%. I think it's going to be... Uh, you think so? I think it'll be closer. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get our predictions in during uh, the Pundits Predict. Yep. Um, Powered by Cool Bet. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to just see how that game will go. I, I hope for... I just want to see a, a Neymar Masterclass. You don't want to I see. Want to. I, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to cement his legacy in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be an exciting game that's out of hand. Yeah. You know. On Saturday, England, France. The, the, this is the match of the quarterfinals right now. Yeah. Oh, easily. Potentially match the the tournament. 
Yep. Because this is going to be, I mean, reigning champs as well in, in France. Uh, I mean, England has looked fantastic. They uh, England always comes in well, with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And this is also the first competitive match against England and France is Euro 2012. Oh. So it's been 10 years in the making this match. The last time England and France played, Scott Parker was in the... English starting 11 at Euro 2012. <laughs> so many changes. Um, I'm going to bring it up here. Uh, England's squad back at Euro 2012. It was not pretty. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I, I, oh, I, no. I, I did take a look at it like before we did this podcast or like the last week when this uh, draw was made up. But ESPN UK did bring it out. Uh, let me see it here real quick. Yeah, England's... Starting 11, the last time they faced France in a major tournament. Welbeck up front. Yes. Oxley Chamberlain. Ashley Young. Yes. James Milner. Come on. Steven Gerrard, who was pretty good at the time. Not bad. Scott Parker. <laughs> Ashley Cole. Okay, he's pretty good. I like Ashley Cole. Jolene Lescott in <sighs> defense with John Terry Johnson. Is that Glenn Johnson? I have no idea. <laughs> and Joe Hart. Yes. I think what Wayne Rooney's on the bench. Uh, back then, though, England fans was telling you Welbeck was the next Pele. I was reading the comment here. Um, yeah, no, I remember yeah. he was getting a lot well, of... Well, to be fair, you know, Gerard was very good at the time. Terry, one of the best defenders of the Premier League. Ashley Cole was the best left back in the Premier League. So, interesting callbacks. Like Scott Parker, for example. I don't remember how good he was at the time, but... I think the scoreline was 1-1, actually. And was that in a, that, a group stage match? That was group stage, yeah. Thank God. If that was a knockout stage group, I would have been so pissed off. Do, yeah. do you know how they moved on? Or they, how that went on? Uh, England, I think they... I mean, I'll go back check a, a Euro 2012. Because uh, if that is a club, or if that is a side that moved on to the round of 16, I would puke. I think they did go to the round of 16. Well, who was in their group? Fucking... North Macedonia. I that no. was. I know for a fact North Macedonia wasn't in there, but <laughs> uh, the group stage. Let me take a look here real quick. Um, gotta find it. It was yeah. I I remember this tournament. It was a good tournament. Oh my god. England, France. You had Ukraine and Sweden. Wow. I remember that uh, Zlatan scored one of the goals of the tournament actually in that group. So um, yeah, it was um. They finished 1-1 the last time they played. Mm -hmm. Jolene Lescott scored for England, and Samir Nasri scored for France. Yes. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. So who moved on? France and England? Uh, England actually topped the group. Fuck off. They beat uh, Ukraine and Sweden. Fair enough, I guess. Uh, let's go take a look at the knockouts. I think, oh, they did go to the knockouts. I think they went to the quarterfinals, and they ended up losing to Italy. And that was the iconic chip. Uh, from Andrea Pirlo. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Was that, yeah, it was England, Italy in the round of 16. It went to penalties, and everyone knows what happens. Pirlo's chip. Oh, yeah. Joe Hart's, like, tongue movements. He was getting, he looked pretty cocky, and Pirlo had one of the tournaments to remember. Oh, I remember. Oh, I remember that good vibes. Holy shit. So... Uh, I guess we'll we'll save it for pundits predict, but uh, what do you think in general will happen in this match? Mbappe will score. Yeah, <laughs> Mbappe will score. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a match of the midfield. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think France has had a good midfield so far, and we all all already talked about some of the class that's in England's midfield. Whoever will win the midfield game will win the match. No, probably. Hmm. Or whoever can defend uh, Kylian Mbappe. Harry Maguire! Harry Maguire? Well, Harry Maguire, he, he did take on uh, Mbappe and Neymar a few times already uh, with, with United. Yeah. Sorry. We're <laughs> 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 just to see how uh, Southgate will line up, too. Uh, maybe he doesn't start. I doubt it. I, he's been fantastic. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And then, of course, Morocco, Portugal. Yeah. yeah I don't know how this is going to go. Well, Portugal's look good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like Nathan Santos, also on Kickback, presented by Uber One, said it was one of the best performances. Actually, he said it was the best performance he's ever seen from Portugal. I, I'd have to agree with him. If you can build off yeah. that, and I mean, 
Morocco has been very difficult to play against. Amrabat has yeah. been class. I mean, Buffon was saucy, saucy. <laughs> oh my goodness, what he did to Marcos Lorente turned him around. Just went, see a lot. Oh my goodness. So uh, there, there's some really positive things for this Moroccan side. Yeah. But man, is it going to be tough to do it against Portugal? Yeah. But uh, you're you're gonna need Bono to stand on his head again. And uh, did you see the uh, uh, media member from Morocco speaking to uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bono? He was just in tears. Uh, he was just. I like, love it. I I love the yeah. the ability to be human in that situation where he's like, I'm I, I'm a, a reporter from Morocco, but I'm gonna say this in English so everybody understands. You have you're a hero. What mm-hmm. you have done has is something that will be remembered forever, and it's giving me goosebumps right now yeah. because this is what sport is about: is for yeah. these moments and for hey, hey, he's a kid born in Montreal, moved away to Morocco, uh, and and ended up supporting and, and excuse me, capping and appearing yeah. appearing, excuse me, for Morocco. And now he, he this is the story. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and it's uh <laughs> what else? It's just like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, just getting to the quarterfinals yep. can uplift a country. It does feel like you've kind of won the World Cup but you haven't. It's just it, it, it's just amazing how like for a country like Morocco, for a country like Australia, just getting a World Cup win or a knockout win is infectious it's amazing i don't know it's you see the celebrations the stream people are like we're go- we're moving on the world cup we're we're getting closer to that trophy and it's like i guess if you're a, a french supporter or a german supporter <laughs> they're yeah. like ah well we fuck we want a ground of 16 about time <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. hello and welcome to our brand new segment called the pundits predict powered by cool bet The World Cup has finally arrived, and if you're looking to get into the action, just head to coolbet.ca. For match odds, player props, nation and tournament specials, there is no better time to be a cool better than right now. Build the ultimate same-game parlay with Cool Bet's Bet Builder for every single Qatar 2022 match. Cool Bet. Stay cool and bet responsibly. Um, on to Pundits Predict, powered by CoolBet. Yes, yes. Yes, let's do it. Because uh, we first of all, we'll we'll go through our, our, our winners, our match winners, yeah. and then we're going to go through our uh, 90th minute exclusives that are on uh, CoolBet, because uh, there's some pretty fun ones on there. Yes. Um, but uh, let's start off with the first match. Who's up? Where do you want to start first? Croatia, Brazil? Croatia, Brazil, yes. I'm just trying to get the cool bet odds here. The cool bet odds. You have them. Um, I can. I have our exclusives up right now, but I can get uh, our World Cup right here. Here we go. Croatia, Brazil. Croatia is uh, heavy underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> a plus eight forty for Croatia. A draws at plus. 415 and Brazil sitting as the obvious favorites minus 256 here. Where are you going? I'm going to go Brazil. They're going to win 1-0. Whoa, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh currently to win 1-0 for Brazil it's minus 11176. Uh, 1,176 on uh, to win 1-0. Croatia's plus 2,100. So, uh, yeah, that's also a very heavy favorite for that there. I'm surprised 1-0, Wazi. I'm surprised I, you think it'll be tight. I mean, Croatia hasn't really been scoring a ton, and I think Brazil will always find a way to score. Yeah, fair enough. So, I just uh, I think that's the best result. Could be like a two-one as well, you know. It could go to yeah. Hopefully not pens. I don't want to go. I don't want to see Brazil and pens. I, I, if it's Argent, if it's not, I don't know. I, there's, I want to see a couple different countries win the World Cup. I don't like. Yeah. like you want Messi and Ronaldo to either win it, but Neymar would be nice. Neymar would be nice. I, like, the win, the win the World Cup for Pele would be yeah. That would be sweet. Totally. No, I agree. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot in England, of course. It's coming home. Football's coming home. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be ugly. I, I've already mentioned. I, I think it's going to be 4-0. Fuck. 4-0. It's 4-0. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be ugly. I think the fact that they were able to do it against... Uh, who Who is it that they did it against? But uh, Switzerland? Yeah. No, that was Portugal. But yeah, no, I, I just think... 
Yeah, they'll they'll just run table. South Korea. South Korea. There sorry, we sorry, go. South See, Korea. we've what was it? Nineteen days of straight football. So. Yeah, so I think it's seventeen. Oh, um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. It could it could either be a blowout or a very tight game. I think. Yeah. No, a hundred percent agree. The next match for the World Cup, which is or later that day, uh, Netherlands Argentina. This one's a little closer. Netherlands plus two seventy five to win. A pl- plus two eighteen to draw and plus 128 for Argentina to win hmm. I will go another clean sheet okay I'll go I'll, another tight game I'll go 2-1 Argentina extra time Ooh, okay uh, I also am going to go 2-1 and but I am going to go I don't know I don't think it'll be extra time yeah. but uh, I, I think both Messi and Cody Gagbo will score Okay. Yeah, that, that's my call. That's my prop for that one. Um, next one, Morocco, Portugal happening at 8 a.m. our time uh, on December 10th. Plus 474 Morocco to win. That's actually oddly better than Croatia's yeah. odds to win. Uh, plus 274 draw and Portugal the clear favorites at minus 141. Where are you going? I will go. Follow. Are you going to follow the Jews? It's so hard to say. I want to see Morocco advance. Yeah. I want to see them in the semifinal. I will go. I am sorry. I don't know, man. This is so fucking dumb. (laughs) You know what? You know what? I will go 3-1, 3-0. Three 0 Portugal. Oh, I, I, I think I, I think Portugal is going to find a way to break down the Moroccan wall and say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to show the world what we're made of." Yeah, no, I, I hate to do it too. I don't think it'll be. Ah, might be three 0 January. Did you say this be. is a Portugal's first actual tough test? Yeah. No. No. I think Switzerland. Uh, no. Morocco's been good, bro. Morocco has They're been saucy. good. They are saucy. Ah, just for context, I don't care who really wins this. I I would be happy for both countries. Yeah, well, I I've always been a Portugal supporter, so at the same time, it's like if we can see that Messi Ronaldo World Cup yeah. final, the closer we get. Oh, yeah. Oh, could you? Oh, uh, because there's so often where you, you get like the oh, Twitter well, would break if yeah, this would happen. And and, like. The thoughts of like having either a Portugal semi-final with France or England is also tasty. Yeah, Portugal's been fun to watch this tournament. But does at the same time, do you think like I, I'm also in the same boat of if they do have an Argentina Portugal final, it does Ronaldo start <laughs> because there's a very strong chance that he doesn't Bro, that, start. You know, final if that final as soon as the whistle blows. Whole world stops. A hundred percent. But also, it's also the final. Yeah. So, like, how could you not sit there and go? I mean, Ronaldo has to start, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's a that's a World Cup final for the ages. Yeah. Please God. I'm going. I, I will go Portugal. I'll go three 0 as well. Not to not to follow you too much, but no, I I think. <sighs> No, fuck it. I'll go 4 yeah. they, It was too... You know what? They really took advantage. I think Switzerland's a good side. So I, I think Morocco will be a little out of their element. And yeah. Um, get to the... The next one? Okay. I wasn't sure if you wanted to say anything else. This one's tight. This one's the tightest. England, France. England plus 215 for the win. A plus 228 draw. I don't know why they even have draws. Oh, no, for... No. I guess, Yeah, it goes to penalties. Duh. Think. Think it through. Uh, plus 145 for France to win. Wazi. I think this is the biggest decision here. I honestly believe this... We'll go to penalties. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's gonna be one-one. Who wins on penalties? That's that's. I don't know. I think I'll have to go give it to England. Oh, I think they're a bit more experienced when it comes to penalties. Harry Kane, for example, even Harry Maguire can take a penalty. We saw in Euro twenty, unfortunately lost. But both these sides in Euro twenty twenty lost on penalties. Right. So. I don't know, because I feel like France might not have that same experience, especially with those midfielders. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure. I hope England lost, learned a lot from their um, 
Euro 2020 final loss. So, you know, maybe we're please don't give Sokka the penalty. Whoa. Please. Not just because I feel like Matt would be crushed every minute. I, yeah. Know. Yeah. But honestly, I'll go England on penalties. Okay. All right. I'm going to go France 2-1. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm gonna go France two one in open play. I think I think it'll end in ninety, but I think one of these games is going to penalties. Yeah, that's fair. That's, you gotta uh, pick one. Uh, I also, also, I just want to uh, clarify: you can also, if you do select draw, that is because it, it like mm. you said, it, it'll go to pens. But you're either way, you're it ends in a now, draw technically. Uh, of course, uh, this is Sunday. Uh, pundits predict powered by Kubet. Let's get to the exclusive bets the 90th minute has. Yeah. And these are some crazy bets. I've never seen any form of bet like this in any sport. <laughs> yeah, we have some pretty fun ones. Uh, you just have to head into Coolbet and find the uh, 90th minute exclusives tab on Coolbet. And we have some pretty fun ones here. Uh, okay. The first one, the first one we'll mention at least, is Virgil van Dyke. Will he wear a man bun versus Argentina? <laughs> that's an actual bet. That's that's our uh, one of our actual 90th minute exclusives. What are the odds on that? Minus 182. <laughs> Minus 182 for Virgil Van Dijk to wear a man bun. Wow. Against Argentina. What do you think he will? Probably isn't he always wear a man bun? I think I think it's this mix between the man bun and the ponytail. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we also have one other, a little bit, not outrageous one, but a little bit of a fun prop bet. Neymar, will he have a different hairstyle against Croatia than what he had against South Korea? That is at plus 100. Uncle, yes. I think he's going to change it up a bit. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, think change the sauce? I can see him doing something for Pele. Ah, I dig it. Okay, all right. Now, there's, uh, of course, we do have ones that pertain to the matches as well. Uh, one of my favorite ones right now is Harry Maguire to score and England to win. That's my exclusive bet. <laughs> is that one yours? I always go for a Harry Maguire goal. <laughs> I should have been more specific off a corner header. Yeah, exactly. The odds are currently sitting at plus uh, 2,450. Oh, hello. We got stuff dropping all over the place. Plus 2,450, so you could chase some sauce there. You like it? You think? Are you going to hit it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> a little coy. Uh, another one here that you could really chase some sauce. Uh, plus 3,600. Bruno Fernandez to score and Morocco to win. That was my bet. That was yours, that was my, eh? My, 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 my exclusives. And that's, that's a bold one. Yeah. I wanted to be a little creative. Obviously, I said Portugal to win, but I, I just, you know, we were asked, hey, you guys got any bets that could be fun? Like, sure. Here we go. Yeah, and uh, finally, this one caught my eye. Richarlison oh, wow. to score back-to-back -back goals for Brazil. I think that one may be one of the more realistic yeah, ones, I think. Great tournament. But it's sitting at a plus 1,200. So you could kind of chase some sauce yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, If so that means if you were to throw down five bucks, you'd be winning 60. Okay, wow, I might have to do that. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Uh, again, all you have to do is head to Cool Bets, find our uh, 90th Minute Exclusives tabs, and we will be right there. Uh, that was uh, Pundits Predict, powered by Cool Bets. Perfect. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about on this podcast is about John Gadetti. Now, you don't know who John Gadetti is, really. No, no, maybe if I saw a photo, I I'd He's recognize him. He's a Swedish striker. No. So he used to play for Manchester City, and then his career didn't really take off, but he had a lot of potential. Like, he was promised to be um, one of the best like, By this point, he should have been one of the best strikers in the world. Right. But his career, unfortunately, took a very strange turn. Unfortunately, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the good moments. So, recently, I sent in a group chat a boy surrounded by a few Kenyan children. Oh, yes. That was John Gadetti 20 years ago. So uh, apparently when he was three years old, his family moved to Kenya because his dad was a school teacher there okay. in Sweden. So um, it was interesting. Like, John Gadetti, like he grew up in Kenya. Huh. Like, oh, that was actually him. Yeah. This, like, this photo of him right here is John Gadetti. No shit. Yeah. So he learned how to play football in Kenya. Oh. And he then recreated that photo 
20 years later. Oh, I love so that. Oh, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then eventually, <laughs> um, uh, moved back to Sweden, and his footballing career really started to progress. However, the one thing people don't talk about John Gadetti and the reason why his career didn't take off, and really, he ended up playing for Feyenoord, Celtic. Um, let me bring it up. Pretty here. top clubs. Yeah, yeah. It's just John Gadetti. <laughs> Never lived up to the potential that they were promised. There was a reason why. Oh. A very, it's, it's the most unluckiest injury illness a player oh, can get. no. Oh, I'm concerned. I'm half concerned where this is going. I'm watching your eyebrows yeah. right now go up, and I'm I was concerned. Reading, I, I was interested about the Kenya story, so I looked up his story. No. Like, no. No, it doesn't. No, no. So, um, so he went on loan to the Netherlands, and on his birthday... This is where everything changed. On his 20th birthday, everything changed. He went to have hamburgers with his girlfriend and his friends and to discover the surprise party they had put together for him at a nightclub. But despite the joy of the moment, John began to feel bad and had to go home. The intense vomiting did not let him sleep that night. Ten days later, he returned to training with the club, but when he tried to put on his pants, he lost his balance and fell to the ground. No. He was taken to the hospital emergency. After examining it, they discovered that a piece of chicken in poor condition of the hamburger that he ate had caused an infection and the antibodies generated by this organism had affected his nervous system in addition to evaporating the muscles of his legs. What? Yes. So a hamburger essentially derailed the career of John Gadetti. Wow. It was two full years that John Gadetti had to stay out of the field due to this nightmare that he lived and that caused many to give his promising career for dead. So, uh, does it talk about the extent of his legs right now? Um, Can he use, because those are, like, his legs must be atrophied, right? However, Gadetti never gave up. He began to fight and work, and little by little, results began to arrive until he was able to play football again professionally. Cool, good. So he's playing now. Um, he was a champion at Euro under 21, apparently. Hmm. Um... You know, also what we cannot say about him is that what we cannot say about him is that he is a failure. He was managed to play in great clubs in Europe, such as City, Celtic, Fanduel, Celtic de Vigo, and wherever he went, he scored goals, becoming an idol of the fans. And he became mentioned. He also was crowned under twenty-one European champion with Sweden in twenty fifteen, mm. and represented country at the Euro twenty. So he, he's represented Sweden. It's just. He never became that striker that many expect him to be. Like he was gonna be like Zlatan's kind of replacement. Yeah. He in FIFA twelve thirteen he had really good potential, like ninety two overall. Wow. Yeah. So John Gadetti, man, it's it's fucking sad. Yeah, that but, is a shame. But the thing is, like he he continued to be very positive and grateful for everything because of the things he learned in Kenya. Uh, right. Cool. In the midst of his success, he does not forget his origins. His immense love for Kenya and experience he lived there motivated him to found the Gadetti Foundation, a foundation that helps through football of the most underprivileged children of the slums of Nairobi in Kenya. In fact, each one of his goals that he marks dedicates to the foundation. Nice. So it's, it's just a wild, like, uh, a very, very bittersweet story. Yeah, making the most out of yeah. a, a tough situation. Like, it's, I, I found it, I, I have so much respect for John Gadetti now. Nice, yeah, right? me too. So, me too. Uh, uh, go, John. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> awesome. Maybe we'll go on the podcast one day. No, that would, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. We went to Johnson, why not John Gadetti? Yeah, <laughs> so. there we go. Alrighty, let's wrap it up there. As uh, honestly, we have our, our oh, I, I guess we are the Sunday League pundits. Should yeah. we quick? Oh, neither of us were at our game. We weren't at our game last time yeah. because Brett and I play work for uh, Oilers. Yeah, basically. we we essentially do hockey content as our gig, so um, yeah. we weren't able to go. But apparently, they lost night. Yeah, apparently it was pretty chippy. So, yeah, there's a, are you go, you're going to the game tonight? Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I will just because of other stuff I have to do. Like yeah. Other, I get this podcast up. So, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone for tuning in to Sunday League Pundits presented by Uber One. I'm going to go order some Uber right now. I'm thinking fried chicken. Ooh. <laughs> Stay healthy. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.